Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Blast off. What are you playing? Nothing. I just like, you know how the new Twitter feed sometimes you'll get, oh, that was an ad, but sometimes you'll get things that you're like, this feels relevant why I'm being fed this ad. And sometimes you don't. You never know what you're going to get. Did you lose your check mark? Yeah. I'm not fucking paying for shit. But there, but he started giving them back out just randomly again. Yeah. It seems like to people who are complaining about it, he's like, well, now you've been cursed with one. And I'm like, that's like really embarrassing. So like, I mm-hmm. don't want to publicly complain in case like, I mean, I'm not famous enough that he would retaliate and give me one. Now it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's like an American flag in your bio. Uh-huh. You know? Um, but yeah, so I just saw this and I was like, what is this? And it was like an ad um, for something that was like very not related to me. You know what I got an ad for? And this is what? how they're getting even better. So you remember when, last week when we were both trying to 
figure out what that L word is for the thing that gets our memory juices going, that we were both yeah. taking a supplement that has some L thing. Why did it show up in my feet? Not even like, we didn't even say the word. We just no. talked around we it because we didn't know what it was what saying. The word was. Yes. It's getting even better. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Hot take, I love it. Yeah, when I don't, when I get things that have nothing to do with me, that's when I get angry. I'm like, well, I'm like, why aren't you listening to me? Why aren't you listening to me? But also you wasted these people's advertising dollars. You're you're not serving just the right customer. And as somebody who is constantly trying to reach new things in my professional life, like I know that this was a wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. I constantly will go make jokes with like Mops and his brother. I'm like, honestly, like Team China and all of this. And they're both like, Megan, no. And I was like, haven't you seen, said that publicly? I have. But they're yes. both just like, and I was like, the U.S. is listening to me and I'm not gaining anything from it. Like, this is about what benefits me personally. And you have benefits me personally when Melissa's talking about a specific clip from the Tyra Banks show and then it shows up on my For You page. Mm-hmm. That's what benefits me. Yes. My Facebook ads are irrelevant. Oh my God. But speaking of, technically this was someone promoted it on Facebook, but I was on Facebook Marketplace. And you know, when someone promotes their product on Facebook Marketplace, you can see it in the sense that it'll be like, oh, offering shipping. So maybe it might not be as local um, or they are relatively local still. And you can see it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to text it to you. Okay. And I need everybody to go onto the Patreon to watch the video reaction. This reminds me of <laughs> the old days of eBay. There would be things like that on there all the time. And then that epi- that weird episode, well, not they're all, most of them are weird of Glee when they had the grilled cheeses. Jesus. That is actually, I think, a real one that someone tried to sell. I know. I know. Yeah. It was based off a true story. Everybody, uh, someone is selling for $500 a heart-shaped waffle fry from Carl's Jr. But the exact title of it is Red Heart Waffle Fry, Carl's Jr. Unique. It's not red. It is golden brown. It's a seasoned fry. It's the color fry. of a fry. <laughs> A seasoned waffle fry. Also, I wouldn't even call it a heart. No, no, neither would I. Should I? See I think it looks available? more like a rooster. It looks like a if you were making Easter cookies and you didn't let the dough cool and you were mm-hmm. trying to make a, a chick or a hen and then it kind of like puffed out. Yeah. Like and it looks like a rooster. Like I said, <laughs> literally, I'm like, what is this person doing? Trying to make a quick buck. But I'm like, now you've wasted a tasty fry you could have had. And also, like, urban legend that anybody fucking wants this, ma'am. Like, nobody wants this. Nobody actually buys these things. No. Let's see if it's still available. Because at what point do you take pictures of it when it's molding? Still available. Well, it is a a fry from America. Fast By the way, food so restaurant. it's $4 to how- ship. It will arrive May 1st to May 3rd. As we're recording this, it is April 25th. So it's going to get, get even riper. Um, and it says almost gone. Only one left, but it has been shaved by six, saved by 61 shoppers. Purchase today, three twenty nine twenty three. Wait, January, February, March? March? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is an American fry <laughs> from a resta- uh, fast food restaurant. That thing's going to last for at least a year. So 
The date range is listed 2020 to now. Purchase today. Make someone feel as special as I did when I got it. And sadly, there are no returns. This is a final sale. So if they got it, are they saying they bought it that way or someone gifted it to them? Because what if they're child their two-year-old they're i'll make them a little older what if their three-year-old walked up to them and was like mommy look it's a heart put it in a shadow box and hang it on your wall eat it that is the only acceptable answer is to eat it i just have to say compared to the rest of their facebook listings they're all like blurry pictures of like, the, mm-hmm. like this is by far she put the most time and effort like it is reflected like she's selling a baby outfit and shoes for ten dollars includes shoe shoes made of fabric we're not getting a lot of details there we're not getting like how this outfit like made her feel when she put her kid in it and ap- like appropriately it's only ten dollars and so i have to say there is an increase in description photo quality for the five hundred dollars like so i do think we are paying for some of her time for listing it. Well, also, this feeds into my story of this being from her child. Yep. <laughs> She's selling so much random shit. Oh, she is selling a $900 designer red sofa that looks like a blood clot. So maybe she should do it as a combo with the heart fry. Yep. She says, you might want to reupholster it. <laughs> but I'm huh. sure it could be scrubbed clean. Scrubbed? No, thank you. I'm good. Anyway, welcome to Don't Blame Me. Uh, we know you're so glad you tuned in and, and you're like, this feels very appropriate for the show. It does. It really does. This is on the nose. This is exactly who we are. This is what we stand for. You know what? Actually, that is an ethical scam. A $500 waffle fry? Yeah, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm a like. I'm Malegan. I just combined our names. Is that our <laughs> our, our ship name? Malegan. <laughs> Malegan. That sounds like uh like a there's a it's a mystical Irish login. That's there's definitely some monsters named there. Malegan. Oh Malegan. That's like oh my leg. Oh my leg. Uh-huh. Ah! I have not taken my take today. I haven't taken my Adderall yet. So it's gonna wait about ten minutes. But maybe I should take it now. <laughs> should we explain what this is? This is a podcast where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice, and we are authorities on this subject because what more do you need to see? What more do you need to hear? Clearly, if this is your first episode, I'm sure you're like, yeah, these are people I would trust with the nuclear codes. These are the people that I would trust to give the sage wisdom and advice to all of the most important political figures. And dare I say, these, these two hotties, certified hotties, should be the leaders of not only the nation, not only the world, but specifically Melissa's case, because I do get seasick, so I'm assuming I'm going to get space sick. I get seasick too. (laughs) But then how are you going to deal with your alien? Is it willpower? I feel like with the aliens, you'll get transcendent to a place where it's not a problem. They'll just inject you with Dramamine. (laughs) They'll make this human needs Dramamine. They'll inject me with something. Oh my God. Their semen is just (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, y'all, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for participating. Please call in. We're getting low on calls. So please call in, write it down, 
call in. When we post on Instagram to call in, people, everybody calls. So just don't wait on your laurels. The time is now. The time is now, everybody. And think about it this way. Be the call you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And remember, they're anonymous. And I promise you, nobody will be able to tell that it's your voice. And if you're worried, use a voice just- changer or practice your, your switch up your little accent there. Mm-hmm. Talk like Moira Rose. Imagine someone gives us like the most like juicy <laughs> fucking call with like Moira. Like, the best. Aww. <laughs> That'd be really funny. We'd love that. Ugh. We wholeheartedly embrace the the theatrics and the camp of it all. As long as it matches the story. Don't give us some really heartbreaking story where we're like cracking up laughing because of your accent. Yeah. I think I'm looking forward to cracking up. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's, that's a pretty good call on Melissa's part. I don't think through these things. That's why there's both of us here on this podcast. How do you send the calls in, Megan? Oh my gosh, that's a really great question. I'm so glad you asked. You can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Keep it under three minutes. Like Melissa said, practice, write it down, read it, get your groove on, have it feel good. And then and then deliver the beautiful product to us in the email or on our voicemail. And then we get to listen to it. And if you want to watch our reactions listening, join our Patreon. It helps us with just supporting and continuing to do the show. We also do live streams twice a month. They're very fun. We literally just hang out. And I've mentioned it before, but one of the recent comments I got on my, a YouTube video that made me laugh was someone saying, I love watching your YouTube videos since I've joined the Patreon and like, these are like so calming and like relaxing and like you're just like fucking insane like in uh, and I was like yeah you get unmedicated Megan like, I just like love it I see all sides of you so and if we get uh, enough demand maybe you'll see more sides of us only fans just a, a nude podcast shall we get into the advice giving yes we shall hey there Megan and Melissa I'm in a bit of a tricky situation because I need advice about that one friend who I always go to advice for so I'm hoping you guys can help um, your main players for today are me. I'm 25. I use she, they pronouns, and I'm autistic. My best friend, they, them, they are 26, and they have ADHD. And their partner is six months, uh, who also uses they, them pronouns, and is 23. For some context, my best friend and I have been best friends for 19 years. Uh, they're typically very emotionally intelligent. They're usually the person I share basically everything with, and the very vice versa. We share everything with each other. And lastly, I have pretty severe trauma around relationships, and I'm kind of embarrassed about it because it's more so that I've been rejected so many times that uh, even seeing happy couples in movies makes me break down crying. Uh, I had to turn out a friend's wedding invitation because of it. I'm actively working on it in therapy, and this friend is very aware of this whole situation. So on to the main event. I've had a very hard time dating my whole life. My best friend moved to the big city near our hometown uh, and found a serious relationship in about two months. I'm very happy for them, but I struggle with feeling like I can't just be happy for them when they tell me things about their relationship because of my triggers. In the past, they were really good about respecting my triggers, but as they've spent more time in this relationship, I've noticed that flipped. I'm also very bad about maintaining my own boundaries around this because I feel silly that I just can't be happy for them. I struggle a lot with recognizing it as systemic trauma because it just it feels silly to me but then I also know that it's real even if I you know society kind of makes me feel weird about it but I was visiting home and we made plans for me to meet their partner 
I knew it would be really rough for me, but I also know that this is important to them. So I agree. And I was really excited. But then we actually met up for dinner. The whole time at dinner, they were just a bonkers amount of PDA, like kissing hands, stroking hair, and whispering to each other. And I don't want to be like, you can't be all cute and cuddly around me because I'm glad they're happy and shit. But I had to talk myself out of several meltdowns. It felt like I happened to be there and they were on a date for most of it. And for me, it felt awkward like I imagined it would be for anyone and fully triggering. I genuinely liked their partner and would hang out with both of them again. I would even really hang out with just their partner. I think they're really cool, but I deeply dread hanging out with the two of them again, considering this dynamic. I know I can't have boundaries. I don't, I don't communicate, so I want to talk about this with my friend. I'm just not sure how to. I think like you're incredibly self-aware and that's like a really good thing, especially in this and that you're working on this in therapy. I think this is like, very unrelated to to this. And like, I think you even know that because you're like, I think this would have been too much for anyone. Yes, it would have. Like, yes. this is I, uncomfortable. I hate this. I'm never talking to them. Like, I'm never going with them. I love Megan and Mott, but if they... If we're together and they're sitting there canoodling while I'm trying to have a meal, I would have thrown something at them. And you would have been justified and in I doing would have been so. Justified. That would have been a provoked mur- you would have got if you murdered me, you would have gotten off scot-free, no charges, because I I provoked you. Like, <laughs> this is not okay. Like, I I really hate this and I've said before, I have a very hard time with like kissing in movies, like sex scenes in movies, like intimacy in movies. I don't give a shit about it in like my daily life. Like I'm happy for my friends. Like I'm not like the aversion to it is, I mean, childhood trauma, obviously. That is like the thing that, and I, and then there's the part of like the professional aspect that like I know what goes on behind the scenes. And so like, I'm just like hyper analyzing it and I'm just like feeling awkward from all points of view. So that doesn't translate for, for me into like being, hyper grossed out by PDA, I am just a regular person who has absolutely zero desire to watch my friends canoodle when I am right there. It's just not the right time and place. I was literally out with on a double date with some friends before and they were canoodling to the extreme of the guy was grabbing the gal's breast while they were sitting having a regular conversation. And I was like, dude, like, how, how is this? How are we in public? And you think this is okay? Do y'all get off on other people watching you? Which not to kink chain, but everybody needs to be consenting. consenting. And if I and the rest of the public are not consenting to watch y'all grope each other, then this is not something that we should be a part of. Yeah, I, I've had one person that I used to be friends with, Melissa, when I tell you that, like, I, I mean, I've already told you, you already know all of this. Like, <laughs> the, the friendship ick is real. And if you are displaying overt PDA with your partner, it will get to a point where I, like, legitimately can't be friends with you anymore. Like, because, like, it's so disrespectful. It's so fucking gross and weird. And it's like, why am I here? Like a whispering mm-hmm. in the ear. And it's like, do you want me to, do you want me to leave? Like, right. Because you clearly don't want to have a conversation no. with me. If y'all are just over here whispering and <laughs> feeling hot breath on your ear, like that's between y'all and y'all can take that back home. Why am and I like, here? Are you going to do that in the, would you do that in the workplace? Would you do that in front of your family? Would you do that in front of like your elderly Some grandparents? People will do it in front of their family and elderly so that, grandparents. 
that that is jail time. Like, like this is just like just not, it's just like so not okay. And it's just, it's just like, it's just gross. So like I would just say having a conversation, do not put the onus on you and like your boundaries for relationship speak and like your issues with rejection because like that is so un unrelated to this and I think that you're giving them like way too much credit because in this sense like you've said you have a hard time with respecting your own and enforcing your own boundaries because you feel like you're you know that it is you're dealing with trauma but you still have a hard time using that word and defining it as such and so I think that this is be if you lump this in with that's the reason why you feel uncomfortable with this. I think it's an uphill battle because you're still having, you're still working through defining what you're going through and like working on this personal thing. Like this is not a you, this is not a you thing. Mm -hmm. This is a them thing. And this is a universal them thing. And it's just like, Hey, like I really liked me and your partner. Like they were really great. I just, I would like to hang out with both of you again. I would hang out obviously with you individually, hang out with them individually, but I am just so not down for the PDA. So if that's where you're at with your relationship right now, when it's in that honeymoon phase, and it's like all very exciting, like that's totally cool. I support you. When that simmers down, like we'll hang out again as a group. But like, I just I have your fun. Like, I don't need to be there for that. Like, I've met you like we've done that. And if they don't respect that, <laughs> I've had that in a fridge where it was just kind of just like, well, no, we'll keep doing this. And I'm like, that wasn't up for conversation. Like, I'm not going to keep fucking doing this shit. And if they want you to be around for all of that, then it's like, okay, I think we'll take a pause on our friendship until like, and again, no hard feelings, but this is just not fun for me. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's not fun. And that's the exact wording that I've used before when telling someone about it. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you that it went well. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm good. And then the fact that they call you and tell you things when you've asked them not to, when you've already set up boundaries, that to me just shows that they're, they don't care. They don't care about what your boundaries. And I don't know if you need to reinforce them, but just let them know that like, hey, I'm not comfortable with hearing this. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're happy, but this is not something that I feel comfortable hearing right now, especially since they know that your work, this is something that you're working on in therapy too. Yeah. It's like, they're trying to give their own exposure therapy for you to this. And this is just mm -hmm. like, it's just not it. And boundaries, boundaries are something that are only on you. So it's like, it's not up to someone else to adhere to them or listen to them. Like boundaries can only be broken by you, not them. And in this instance, it's like, I'm not going to have these conversations. So if they call you and they start talking to you about this, you hang up. It's not that you listen and then you course correct over and over again. The boundary is that they know that you don't have these conversations. So if they call and they start saying all this stuff, it's like, oh, they, they must have been mistaken and forgotten that that was a boundary. Like it's not on you to coddle someone else through that once you've established that and been clear about it. Because they can learn. And if they're not learning at this point, maybe they, they need to see that, you know, it is not something that's just going to be glossed over. Mm -hmm. But this is insufferable. And I am incredibly sorry because this is just so, so icky to me. And if it makes you feel any better, 
high likelihood that this is a, a time period and this is a phase in the early parts of the relationship. But I think establishing clear boundaries with like what friend you will be for your friend who's in a relationship and what kind of ear you're going to be and how much you're going to invest your time and energy into like being on the receiving end of hearing like anything good or bad. I think it's good to set up those things to start, especially when the things are going good versus when someone's just constantly bitching and complaining about their partner and then setting up boundaries there. It's also important to do, but you have an opportunity to do that before shit hits the fan. But yeah, this is giving like, it's very exciting to be in a new relationship, but I do, there's a kind of person who like, they need an audience to feel validated. And like, it's usually people, and I'm not trying to say this is who your friend is, but people who didn't have it in like high school when it was like a, like a, a form of like social currency where it was like, oh, everybody knows and sees this where it's like, I'm really happy and I need to show everyone this. And like, I have a partner and like, we're romantic and like, we're kid- and I need to show like, there's a little bit of that showboating that comes along with that validation from it. And most people grow out of that mm-hmm. just at the time period when it happens for you. Yeah. Well, the people that I was around were full-fledged doctors that were doing this. So gross. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. This also reminded when we were talking about people like family members or whatever. When I was in high school, this girl on my cheer squad, she was actually, this is when I was just started high school. So I was on JV and she was on varsity. And she was talking about how she went on a family trip and her boyfriend came along and they were in the back of their SUV, her no. and the boyfriend. No. And she no. jacked them off no. while her siblings were in the middle row. And her parents were driving. I was like, do you not know how rear view mirrors work? The first time that she gets and her license kid- and she looks in her rear view mirror, she goes. <gasps> and your siblings are inches away from you. And she's like, yeah, it got everywhere. And we had to use a sweatshirt to wipe. And I was like, you are disgusting. And I don't even know you. And you're just telling this to a group of because it was 16 on JV and 16 on varsity. So you're telling this to a group of 32 people where you don't even know half of us and you think this is normal? You're disgusting. I have no words. Let this be a PSA to everybody. (laughs) Fuck PDA. Yes. Fuck PDA. Hold hands in public. Go for it. Hug in public. Like Mm, when it's you and your partner, just you, what fucking ever? What fucking ever? You can be sweet. You can be whatever. But like, the whole like, like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Gross. All right. Call to. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm 23 years old. I've been dating my girlfriend, whose pronouns are she, her. Um, She's 25, and we've been dating since the end of October of 2021. We became exclusive about three weeks after our first date, and she told me she loved me in January of 2022. Um, And I said it back, like, immediately. About a month after she told me that she loved me, she told me that she didn't feel the same way about me that she did about her ex, who was her first love. I don't remember much about the conversation because it was extremely emotional and very triggering. What I remember was that she said she was worried because falling for me didn't feel the same. It didn't feel like the rush of falling in love for the first time. That triggered my abandonment issues and I just shut down. I went home and cried. And then the next day, we talked about it. I told her that it hurt me. 
she apologized profusely and talked me through her feelings. And her explanation and vulnerability were sincere and good enough for me to decide to put it behind me and work on trusting her again. We, honest to God, have not had any problems of this magnitude since. And she doesn't bring her ex up often or inappropriately. Now, we're planning on moving in together in July. And I have had have had to confront the fact that I am not over that. I can't even think about it without crying. We have open communication, but I honestly don't want to hear anything about this unless it's that she loves me more than she ever loved her, which is a little ridiculous. I do have a therapist, and I've talked to her about it a little bit, but I hate talking about it so much that I can't I can't follow through with the session. I kind of just end up changing the topic or crying. Um, just for some extra information, I do have diagnosed PTSD um, and severe attachment issues because of my um, lovely, lovely dad. And I've been, um, I've been in treatment since I was uh, 15 in talk therapy. I'm on medication. I have a psychiatrist. I'm looking into more intense trauma therapies. And I'm really, I honestly would not say this unless I was confident. I'm a really good communicator, but this is just too hard for me. Um, do you have any tips on how to have this conversation? I'm at a loss, honestly. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, my God. My heart breaks for you. Why would anyone ever say this? That's the definition of an inside thought. Like, yes. And I don't want to like devalue like any of the explanation that what your girlfriend said. But to me, that statement, not only is it an inside thought, it's an incredibly naive thought. Like it, it's as someone who has been in love multiple times who's farther along in a relationship, I can tell you that like there, the, the desire of wanting falling in love, falling in love to be like the first time you ever fell in love is it to me is just not showing a lot of like experience and it's just not showing a lot of life experience and doesn't have someone who doesn't have a good perspective or bird's eye view on their life or the trajectory of their future or anything like that. You are a very good communicator. I can even tell that just from the call. And I don't think your girlfriend is. And I don't think that in all cases that that is like a deal breaker. But I completely understand that there are some things that are too hard to talk about because like it's just hurtful. Like there's nothing productive that comes out of that. And as you've said, like there's one answer that you want from her in that. And that's not a position that you don't want to put yourself in and you don't want to put her in if it's not that. Like I think that is like emotionally traumatizing for you. But I think the way the conversation needs to go is... I would first start by writing everything down and like how you feel and seeing that. And I would show your therapist and it might be easier for you to communicate with your therapist that way. I also don't know if you do therapy in person or virtual or anything like that or a phone call. I have a much easier time being vulnerable or like sharing something that's like really uncomfortable for me to talk about when I'm not like face to face with someone. So if you do do in-person therapy, Maybe saying like, I would like to talk about this situation that you know about, but I've had a really hard time with it. So I was wondering if we could do a phone call session this week instead. And if that might be more of comfort to you. And I find when I, I have a much easier with hard, I have better time with hard emails. I have a, but about like it's for me, I would rather something have been in writing. 
Then I'm going to say over the phone. And then the last would be like in person based on my level of like being vulnerable if it's something that's hard to talk about. But yeah, I would write it all down. And I don't know that I would say I'm not saying I would read it to her or give her a letter. Like I think the conversation needs to be within the parameters that you feel safe and comfortable. And so to me, I would just pivot it to not be rehashing the exact thing that happened. But saying like, you know, that when that was said, like that, you know, always that that like has really hurt me. And I have a really hard time even talking about it or thinking about it. It's like devastating to me. But as we're making the choice to move in together, I need to know where you stand and your feelings stand on the security and of the, of our relationship. Like if you still have the same feelings of like, I don't, don't say again that you, it doesn't feel the same or anything like that. But like, I need to know before we make this choice, if those worries there that it's not emulating something else are still there for you. And I need to know if you could go back in time, how would you do it again? Like, would you, would you go? Cause that's the thing that like, for me, like there's an apologizing for something like that. A lot of people will apologize for like hurting your feelings or doing something like that, but they'll stand by the decision they made because they feel like that's important to them. And so for me, in terms of like apologies and moving forward or just having some sort of not closure, but for it to feel a little bit more complete for me and less open-ended, it's like, I need to know that if you could go back in time, you wouldn't do that. Like you wouldn't say that, like you see the error in your ways and like that is something that you regret and it's not something it that's because to me that's like a lesson learned like if you put that in a different font I'm going to realize that those inside those like that inside thought I'm not going to share that with you like I'm not going to share something that I'm viewing as something vulnerable for me to someone who it is like directly going to hurt like I need to know moving forward that like yes that was a mistake but that's not something that you're going to continue to do in different versions if we live together because I, I think it's, you need to not, this needs to be cleared up before you live together because this is to me, and I obviously don't know to you what's the the part, the part to me that would stick is the, the, I, I don't, I don't know, this is not, it's not what it was before. And like, it's not adding up to that. And then that feels like you're, you can't relax. You're not steady. Like this isn't a right. certainty. The resentment is going to continue to build because right now you resent her. And like, if the further that you're in this relationship, the longer the resentment is going to build. And that's yeah. not healthy for you. That's not healthy for your relationship. I don't, I honestly don't think that the same as Megan saying, I don't think y'all should be moving in together because in the back of your mind, you're thinking she settled for me and she's still in love with her ex. Because if it's not the same, like, I don't think that you love anyone the same that you loved anyone before. But the love that I felt in different relationships, it with somebody that I'm making like a commitment and a, a long time commitment. If you see yourself living together, you sh it should not be a comparison. It should be like, this is who I'm I'm settling down with, not settling for. Yeah. I think that y'all have y'all have to talk this out. You have to because this is not going to end up well. It's all it's weighing you down so much and you can't even think about it without crying. Maybe things have changed, but like 
and you might be holding on to something that's no, not something that she still believes, but I just don't see how y'all can move forward if this is something that she has said and done and still has actively has feelings towards. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think at this point, if this is something that you're this, you can be hurt by something and have like moved on, regained, you know, the relationship has gotten better and you've processed and it's in the past and like, you know, it's a blip. But this to me, you still having these, it's like a trauma response. You still mm-hmm. having this response to it just tells me that she hasn't given you a reason to to feel secure. She hasn't given you a reason that. And I wonder if the moving in together, you think it might be that, that like, well, they didn't like, I don't know, but like in my, it's assuming they didn't live together. So it's like, oh, okay. So then maybe this will feel like I'm, 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 I'm better than that. And like this relationship is better. And it's just, it's not going to end up well, because that's, that's, you're giving them so much power to just like absolutely wreck you and hurt you. And they already have. So I think like at this point, like you really need to protect your emotional well-being and yourself and be really, really, really straightforward and honest. And even if it's hard, even if it takes hours to get through it, and even if you're crying and even if you need to take like a like a 25 minute break because you're sobbing, like persisting through that. And if you don't feel safe and comfortable continuing that conversation with them, like that's all you need to know then. Because. Mm-hmm. It's been almost two years since y'all started dating and your partner said this to you a few months. Like it's been over a year since that happened because that was January of 2022. And so the you're still holding on to this like and y'all are in this serious of a relationship for this long. It needs to be dealt with. Yeah. And I'm telling you that like, you feel this way and you've continued to feel this way, not because of like you, but because like your relationship hasn't progressed in a way where your partners made you feel like that was, that wasn't the truth. Like Mm -hmm. you, you haven't created this elaborate web of lies. Like it's their responsibility to have complete, like apologized for that. And then fully shifted the narrative to prove to you that that's not how they feel. And that's not how they still feel to this day. And if you're still questioning that, that means they haven't done that. Right. Especially because y'all had been dating for three weeks at that point, too. And so, like, I wouldn't think after dating somebody for three weeks that you would be as. No. And yeah. So that to me is also like, is this the first relationship you've had? Because that just feels intentionally mean. Of course, you don't fucking feel that way. It just feels like that there wasn't that much thought that went into saying it and meaning. Like, did she actually mean like? Because that was, you know, three weeks into your relationship. It's been almost two years. So maybe like at that time, it wasn't like she wasn't quite ready to say I love you. But now she's fallen like I think that was more after. in love with you. It's still like months after it was because she said they got together in October. And then the girlfriend said that in January. Said I love you and said that. So no, she said uh, after three weeks of them being together in October... She said, I love you. And then in January is when she told her that she didn't love her the same way. So it's still only been a couple months. But it's the same person. It's the girlfriend who said, I love you. And then three months, because this is my thing. I think you can say, I love you as early as you feel it in a relationship, but then you cannot have like just a throwaway comment. Like if you love somebody, 
you cannot then say something like that that is like so hasty and it's like, oh, well, I don't know them all that well. And I'm like, then you can't tell someone you love them. That's, you can that's feel it, I'm but saying. you can't like, say that then. Like she said it before she actually felt it. And now it's been years and she actually feels it now. So maybe she wasn't, the reason it didn't feel the same is because she wasn't actually in love with you yet. Yeah, and I just... But that needs to be said and it yes. needs to be acknowledged. And this has like so... Caller, this has like legitimately absolutely nothing to do with you. If she's going to chase the feeling of your first love, that is something that they'll be chasing for the rest of their life. Like, mm -hmm. because it is a small circumstance and it is a life period and a time. It's like the first time you try a food, you can never try a food for the first time ever again. Like, there's that. There's something it's new, it's different, and it's exciting. But when you are an emotionally mature person, every relationship has better firsts than the first first. There is literally zero part of me that wants any of my relationships after my first relationship to be like my first love to be like my first love. Like, I don't want that. Like, if I, I know for you, it might feel like she's settling for you. But if she's trying to recreate, if they're trying to create their first love, that's settling to me. That's mm -hmm. settling. Like there is no growth. There's no improvement. Like I am a better partner in every relationship I've been in. And I've been with better people and I've had better relationships. And if I'm going to reminisce and romanticize, I don't know, like 16, 17 years old, that's not a me that I want in an adult relationship. And that's not who I want to be in an adult relationship with. And regardless of the age that you are in like, a first relationship like that, like you have your training wheels on and mm -hmm. romanticizing and like wanting and wishing for something that is not, if you're no. And also just like, it's not sustainable. Like a new, even if you stay with the person that was your first love, it doesn't stay like that forever. And like, that's a good thing. You don't want to stay in that phase of like, Oh, I'm constantly nervous around you. And like, Oh, I'm like, I'm nauseous. I can't eat. Like I'm scared to fart in front of you. Like, no, no, there's like this level of like comfort and ease that comes with relationships with legitimately cannot get until you've spent the time with someone and you've like grown together. So like this kind of like new sort of feeling and thing that will go away even if you end up with the fucking person you, the first, your first love. Yep. It's romanticizing nothing. It's romanticizing an idea and a fleeting moment. An idea that doesn't exactly, that doesn't really exist. Yeah, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that your partner hasn't had a lot of relationship experience and that this might have been it and that maybe they really tend to live in the fantasy world and of romanticizing things and they might romanticize past friendships. They might romanticize time periods in their life. But when it comes to like actual logistics and life, that's not going to serve them nor is it going to serve you because that I hate the whole phrase like don't look in the past you're not going there but it's also reflect it's reflects a lack of like self-awareness and desire for personal growth which I think is the most attractive feature in a long-term partner especially a partner you're going to live with like you need mm -hmm. to have a partner who you're living with who you want to be a better version of yourself for who you have no qualms or issues pointing out when like, oh, they missed this chore. And when they do that to you, vice versa, like this, it needs to be a, a productive and mutually beneficial relationship. And 
you need to grow together and you can't grow enough for the both of you. And you sure as hell should not be on a lease with someone who is not able to grow with you in that sense. And even if they say all of the right things, if you still have this like aching gut feeling and you can't talk about it without crying, you both need to do start going to couples therapy and you need to put off moving in together because I'm just telling you right now, like you're not even going to have, you might spend so much time together. It feels like you're already roommates. You're not going to have the space to feel like this. You're not going to be allowed to feel like this anymore. And I think you're entitled to your feelings, but you're not going to feel comfortable in a shared space feeling this. You're just going to try and push it farther and farther and farther back. And then if you have other issues that arise and all these other things like that, like little part of you that you've pushed away is still there. And fighting when you live together, going through relationship difficulties when you live together is really, really hard. You can't enter in to living together with something that is this unresolved because it's just going to unravel so much and leave you in such an emotionally vulnerable state because something is bound to happen. You're going to fight. You're going to have issues when you live together and you're not going to be able to have space from each other. And I just think you acknowledge that this is a really emotionally soft spot for you. And it's really hard to talk about. And like, I so get that. Like there are a couple of things in my life that I've had almost impossible, impossible to talk about, even in therapy. And I've like worked and gotten a lot better with those things. And there's some things that I've made like full, totally easy to talk about in throwaway conversation with friends in public, like, and I'm completely fucking fine. But that's because I, I had to have the space to do that. And you don't have the space to do that when you live with the, if you live with someone and that's, they're the root of this. Like you have to, you have to break that away and untangle that before you embark on something that's just going to cause more little knots and more tangles that you need to have the bandwidth to work on that. And you won't at this point. But I'm just so sorry. And this is the, I, I'm a big, big believer in inside thoughts. And this is one of those things that like, I, I hate when this happens to people. And when someone says those things and you're supposed to forget those things. And like, it's just, it's not fair to you to carry this like emotional burden of somebody else's mistake of sharing something with you that they never should have told you, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly 
when we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. All right, now we're back. Get into the rest. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am in a bit of a predicament. So I am kind of seeing two guys right now, and I'm just trying to decide which one is for me so they don't know about it. Awkward enough, random tidbit, I was in the hospital, and my sister thought I was still dating one of the guys. Let's call him Timothy. But I was actually dating other ones. Let's call him Jeffrey. And my sister called Timothy to let him know I was in the hospital. And my mom called Jeffrey. And so they both showed up and didn't know who each other were. So everything was super awkward. So now they know about each other. And I'm just like, I was trying to have my hot girl summer. But now I'm kind of got caught up so i just want to know what you guys think i should do like do i keep dating both of them do i turn them both down and just start fresh just let me know thanks guys bye i like this hot girl summer <laughs> i'm here for it what was the second guy it was timothy and jeffrey jeffrey mm -hmm. very young names this is I know pretty old people named Timothy and Jeffrey, too. No, I, that's why I'm being sarcastic. It's old uh, people names. <laughs> Tim and Jeff. That was TJ! a TV, uh, 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 morning show. Tim and Jeff in the morning. Men in the morning? A man morning show? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? When was that? It was a radio show. Oh. That is... For, radio is for men. Mm-hmm. The moving pictures. Not so much. <laughs> I love this drama. This is fantastic. I think it's gorgeous. I think it's fun. I think it's a sitcom. I want to know who would play you if this was. I want to know 
you know what would be actually good? We should start asking what? people if they have extra time to cast the people. If you were going to do a movie cast of the people who you're calling about, mm-hmm. because I'm going to tell you right now, depending on who you cast, I'm going to have thoughts on who we're picking. <laughs> yeah, we you know didn't I mean? learn any characteristics about these two people. Like, are they good for you? Are they nice? Do you yeah. like actually like them both equally do you like one a little bit better and if they didn't get in a fight at the hospital then i say continue your hot girl summer i mean summer's upon us it'll be here shortly and if they you know if neither one of them dumped you then i mean you were in the hospital so that would have been really shitty then oh yeah if we if we've left the hospital and still no one has dumped you and they know Mm -hmm. that they have the ability to like you're not like if you're not in critical condition right now. Yeah, I heard a dog barking, so I was yeah they're out of the hospital. I, I that was also my guess. Um, I would also say like who's who do you value and trust more? Because it, is your sister like a nosy bitch? Is that why you like okay this the sister can know about this one and then the mm-hmm. mom can know about this one? But like, why did you pick which one to tell which one to like who? let's unpack that like whose opinion right. do you value like who's a, who in the words of love island who's a who's a bit who's a bit of you like who's a bit more lo- bit, bit more of you so like are you more like your sister and you're like okay well i could be shoot the shit like be honest and like that's this one and then with the mom is it like oh okay you know this one maybe a little more boring mm-hmm. a little more buttoned mm-hmm. up a little mm-hmm. more like eh, but more parental approved so i think no one's telling you you have to make a choice. And I think until someone says you have to make a choice, sometimes yeah. no choice is the choice. Right. If you, you know, like come to the decision on your own and it's not working itself out, then this is what worked out is that you still have two boys for the summer. And if you want to continue to add to the roster, then keep going. But if you're content with this, then cool. They're fine with each other. Did they both show up at the hospital? What 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 accoutrements were they bringing? What swag mm-hmm. did they have? If someone mm-hmm. showed up empty-handed, immediate out, unless they're hotter. And then, pretty privilege, they do get some yeah. leeway. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah, that's true. Did the other one show up with, like, flowers? Like, what? what are they bringing to the table? But again, unless you've been asked to remove a seat from the table... Why turn away your party guests with their right. gifts and their pre- like? Mm-hmm. No one's making you make a choice. This Mm-mm. is the choice, right? Stay with live both. your hot girl summer. Stay out of the hospital if you can, but if you need mm-hmm. to go to the hospital, go to the hospital. Yeah, and then you might get even more gifts. Yeah, maybe you can have like one of those like romance store. Maybe then you get a hot doctor who walks in. Mm. And you go. Would you like to meet <laughs> the bench? <laughs> Hop on board, buddy. Take a seat. You're up to plate. Bada bada. Hey, swing. All right. So, so we've solved that. You're welcome. Next call. Next call. Okay, I'm trying to say this as fast as possible because there's a lot of story. Basically, one of my best friends used to sleep with this girl who, you know was experimenting sexually, like sexuality-wise, and basically discovered that she was maybe not so completely straight when sleeping with my friend, who is also a girl. 
And this is kind of secret. I was literally the only person that knew when it was happening. Well, the funny thing is that when they started hooking up, literally only one week prior, that girl had broken off her engagement to a man who was also a friend. But then he was kind of toxic, so we X'd him out. So anyway, at this point, we've chosen sides, and my friend was hooking up with this girl who is now single, technically, but it's still secret because, I guess, gay factor. And then fast forward to a year, mind you, when, when they were hooking up, they said this is completely platonic. It's just to get the physical urge out. There are no heavy feelings involved on either side, which I did not believe because during engagement, the guy always thought his fiance, the girl, was like really obsessed with my best friend. Fast forward again. So my best friend is now in a committed, loving relationship with a girl. And this girl happened to be co-workers with the other girl, the one with the engagement that was broken up and they were just getting their sexual urges out. I know there's a lot of girls going on here. And they are co-workers. And apparently the girl who used to go with my friend was bullying my friend's new girlfriend. And it came to a head. And there's a confrontation and a big discussion made. And now, you know, there's a lot of distance between um, us and this old friend. But my best friend's new girlfriend has now become a really close friend of ours, including myself. And she still to this day, it's been, what, like two, three years now, has no idea that they used to hook up her work bully. And I don't know if it's worth saying because it wasn't ever like, you know, anybody was being cheated on or anything like that. But it just is like a really big piece of information. And we do very much all believe that this girl who used to be engaged to a man was indeed very much in love with my best friend and took it really, really hard when she pursued a romantic relationship with somebody else especially when for a full year she kept saying like oh i don't do relationships." and so they wrote in to finish it because i got cut off um should i tell my best friend's girlfriend that my best friend used to hook up with her work bully to join to be a fly on the wall in this friend group <laughs> oh my god this is deliciously messy like and i know there are feelings involved and like sadness so i don't want to call it delicious in that way but like we'd all be lying if we weren't saying that like this is deliciously messy. Yes, it's so salacious and juicy. Yummy. I can't help but to devour. Ben just, just smacking my lips. Holy fuck. The plot twist of the, and even just like the way you phrased it, of, she, you know, she doesn't know that like her longtime girlfriend used to hook up with her workplace bully. And I think that they need to know without a doubt. Like my question is, I'm assuming the girlfriend knows that this is their work. They have a workplace bully and this is that person. My question is, is the bullying happening because of their yes. past relationship? Without a fucking doubt. So that's that's a problem. That's a really bad problem. That means that they're not professional. And I mean, obviously, because of past things anyway, they can't disconnect their feelings from this situation when they lied about having feelings the whole time anyway. I, I think you should tell. I think that this information needs to be out in the open because I think if you keep holding on to it, 
actually, I take that back. I think you should tell if you think that this is a person that they're going to be with for a long time, like forever, even though it has been a while. They did say that like they're a part of the friend group now, like they're also friends with them now. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them you got you got to tell you got to tell two options in my head. Option one, the more mature, kinder option. You tell your friend you have 48 hours to tell her or I will like this is not this has gone on too long. This is not fair. Like I before this was truly just solely your business. But at this point, like I'm friends with her. So I actually I do owe her something. And I if you don't tell her, I'm going to tell her. And then the other option is this one's chaotic. The other option is you play dumb and you had no idea that it was a secret because like, why would it be a secret? Because like, obviously you guys are in a relationship and like you really care about each other and like it would have been no big deal. Like, or in the sense of like, of course they would know because of course your friend would have already told them that. Like, that's the two options you fucking have. And I think that like the ultimatum one is the one that is kinder for both parties. I think the chaotic one may not be. And this is the reason why like this, you shouldn't do this because the caller used the phrase, you know, like gay stuff. Like that's why things were kept secret. And I don't want it in inadvertently. Oh, if they're not out. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. You're right. You're right. You're right. I take that back. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think you should have a conversation with your friend and with the with, you should have a conversation with the people that are aware of everything and say like this isn't cool to keep this away especially when there's bullying involved and the truth should come out and then you know take it from there see what the reaction is and if they're like yeah i know i should tell and then they do it then cool and then if they don't tell then now it's on your lap yeah i like <laughs> I, if I was the, the bull, the bully, the bull, the bull, the bullied, the bullied, if I was the bullied in this circumstance, in this situation, the thing I would be legitimately most mad about at this point would be like that it wasn't told for me. And like, I'm now in this work situation where I don't know why, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't like looking, this is a complex, you know, the plight of womanhood. I don't like looking weak and I don't like Mm -hmm. looking dumb I don't like looking misinformed like that is like one it's it's and it's a universal thing for women especially in the fucking workforce of being viewed as incompetent or stupid or that's like why there's a lot of times especially male-dominated fields what where women are like they're they're fucking going to all of the bro of they're going to that shit because it's like Mm -hmm. no I need to be seen as a peer here I need to be confident here and I need to I need to know what's fucking going on so I can be competent and perform my job well and that pertains to things workplace and office things even if they don't directly pertain to your job like things like this like when you're you're doing someone a disservice and you're giving they're you're putting them at a disadvantage in their workforce to me that is what I would be like upset about mm-hmm. and the longer that goes on the more I would be upset about it because how I view my confidence in the workplace and this obviously it's different for everybody but like how I'm viewed and how I carry myself at work and like how I perceive how I'm doing at work and all of those kinds of things will directly affect how I feel in other aspects of my life and how competent and like self-assured I feel in my skills and my decision-making and all of that. And 
bullying makes people insecure. And I would be fucking furious if my partner knew why. Because also, I can fucking snap back at this point. I can be like, sorry, bitch. Like, didn't now I I've I've got him so sad for you like it's just one of those things that like I would feel so fucking vindicated and validated that this is why I was getting shit and also you goddamn know if they ever hung out in person they met in a group like I've gone to weddings with Mots and from we walk in in a moment I can scan the room and I can tell you which girls he hooked up with I can just tell you based on our interactions and then I can do that for the same thing with his friends I was talking with one of his close friends that they were not married at the time. And her then fiance was talking with those girls and she goes, Oh my God, like I have to tell you something. I go, Oh, that they used to hook up in college. And she goes, did he tell you? I go, no, I can just tell based on her body language to you and your body language to her. Like, mm-hmm. and if you were all in a room, she would know, but now that you're right. not in a room, she doesn't know. And like, I promise you this is fucking driving her insane. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'd be you so got, mad. You, it, the information has to come out, and it either if it does not come from the other person, it's gonna come. It's got to come from you. It's yeah. got to, because you have the information, and I don't think that makes you a good friend if you don't tell. No, but I think like at this point, you now this is way. This has been long enough that I'm sure you view them as. Or maybe even as good of a friend as their peer. And I've had that where I've been in like had friendships and they've been in relationships and it reaches a point where I'm like, I owe them something now. Like before I didn't in the way that like you were my friend and like, I'm here to support you. Like now, even if you break up with them, I still like, that's still someone who I, I care about. I would say timing wise to that on uh you text the friend on a Friday, five o'clock and you say you have, no, I would say you have 24 hours. And then if not, you're going to tell them you have till Saturday at noon. And if you don't tell them Saturday at noon, I'm going to tell them. So like, I wouldn't do it on a work day or mm-hmm. right when they have to go back to work, like a Sunday night, or even say like, maybe if there's a close three day weekend coming up, <laughs> but like, I just think that there needs to be some space. So they're not being told from their partner while they're at work or when they have to go to work the next day. They're not being told by anyone, like yeah. without a, the proper cushion. Yeah. Oh my God. I would be so Oof. mad. Please call back in for an update. I need I to, know. to know. I need like, to know. I have to know. Wow. Well, time for time for a break. That is time for a break. We'll be back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. back from our break oh i know i'm so talented and now it's time for don't blame them megan what's don't blame them oh my gosh Melissa, thank you so much for asking uh, don't blame them is where a listener calls in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we aired on a previous episode so they might have personal experience with it they've gone through something similar maybe they have professional experience with it if it pertained to the original call they watched a friend go through it a family member go through it they have a degree in going through it. Um, or they just have some wonderful, amazing thoughts. And like us, they believe that they deserve a platform and a microphone. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 23 years old and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm calling for a don't blame them about the episode titled, Is It Racist? And this is actually about that call. 
Um, so I am a woman of color and I have lived in a predominantly white area for most of my life. I went to a predominantly white high school and then I also went to a predominantly white college. Um, I wanted to touch on something that the caller said um, that wasn't explicitly mentioned in Megan and Melissa's advice which is that the husband's old roommate is constantly calling every Hindi movie that they see the caller watching, Slumdog Millionaire. That is completely unacceptable. And as that is the husband's old roommate, he should be calling that out. Like the caller mentioned that her and the husband think that that is BS, but she didn't mention anything about the husband calling that out. So from my perspective, and again, I don't know the experience, of white individuals, I'm coming from the perspective of being a person of color, it is not your responsibility to do the work of teaching people about racism. It is incredibly draining um, coming from my own experience. It is exhausting um, given everything that's happened in this country with things like George Floyd and just racism in general and BLM. I have had to cut a lot of people off and I've realized how incredibly draining it has been during that time because there were a lot of people who were coming to me expecting me to educate them or coming to me for reassurance to basically help them think like <laughs> assume that they weren't racist. On the other hand, I had a lot of really incredible people. Honestly, Megan is a great example of somebody who is actively anti-racist. I have other friends in my life who are doing the work educating other people. And so I do second everything that Megan and Melissa said regarding your husband. I don't know this friend group, if it's consisting of your husband's friends, but since you did specifically call it your husband's old roommate, he, your husband should be shutting that down and educating that person. Like that should not, like, it seems like your husband knows that that's an issue, but it should not be happening repeatedly, especially without your husband addressing it. Like that to me is an issue. It seems like you guys are in a loving partnership. Like that's something that I feel like if you feel comfortable communicating to your husband, like that is a show that is like an action showing that like he is committed to anti-racism. He's done the work. He is committed to protecting you and protecting your mental health. And so that's just kind of my thing. Like he should be, like Megan and Melissa said, he should be taking the charge on this issue. And I love you. I'm sorry you're going through this. It's awful. Love you. Bye. Cool. I mean, we did have an update from the caller who said that yeah. it was a ex-roommate for a reason and their husband does call people out, but some of the individuals weren't actual friends. I know. I was wondering if this call, the callback was before or after the update, because I am now wondering if maybe it was after the update and the caller didn't follow up on anything about the Slumdog Millionaire comment. Because in the initial call, maybe we cut it out, but we did, I did make a comment on the using of that, of like saying it's such a specific that's not like a cultural, uh, like, you know, sometimes, and we've talked about this on and off the mic, like the using the term a homophobic slur was a very popular two versions of one, one that is one that is used colloquially as like describing someone as like, oh, I, I'm gay versus one that is not used in media at all anymore. Both were used very recreationally in media for a long time. So like, there is an instance of like parroting things that you've heard and saying things like that, where it's like, oh, an obvious, obvious, very clear racial stereotype, racial joke that's been on like the South Park episodes and all of that stuff. And specifically going for something that's some, that's not a, 
that's not a racist trope that you're parroting. That is something that that doesn't come from the mouth of anybody else that you are just co-signing it. That's like coming from your the depths of your soul, which I think saying any of it is, but like that that one is again ignoring the fact that Bollywood exists. Like it's intentionally, it's you want other people to know specifically that you're being racist. Like you're mm-hmm. not trying to do it slyly. You're not like that's not a microaggression aggression. Like that's like you want everybody to know. That's like you say it and you look around the room looking at all of the reactions. Like it's so violent in that sense. Um, but that's what I was wondering if maybe this was after that, because I don't know if there was a follow-up in the update on that specific comment. And maybe that was it was. It was. Okay. I my memory is not great, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to tell this person that they got to catch up so they can hear the update because I think they'll, I felt a lot better after that update. Yeah. Thank you for that. Wonderful insight. And personally, you know, very happy for that. Don't blame them caller and their friendships and leaving, leaving behind the ones that no longer serve them. (laughs) And they'll listen to this and they'll be like, Okay, I got it, bitch. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, that's, that's it, it for the episode. What do you think? I me or them? Mm-hmm. What do you rate this episode? Me personally? Yeah, you, Megan. So, you know when you do like self-grade assignments and stuff? So like uh-huh. so Mots was talking about like having to like rate his own performance at work and I was like, "What do you give yourself?" And I think he said like a C or something and I go, "You can't be humble in these things." Like there, no, no, don't no. give anyone any reason like a plus I used to do that I, like when I would like self-grade my work or like how I would do that I'm like I'm gonna give myself an a plus because no teacher is going to then look at it and go if you really think you did that like I they can't dock you that much I'm not gonna give them a reason um so I personally I like to say that I aced absolutely everything so I think this episode we did a wonderful job. I think we laughed hard. I think we had wonderful calls. I think we had great don't blame thems. I think wonderful discourse. Um, and I, 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 I thought this, I thought this was a good one. It was good for me. Did, was it good? Was it good for you? It was good for me too. And I would love if people would call in and give us some more ratings because we haven't had an, a rating in a long time on Apple. Oh my gosh, everyone, please log on to like someone else's account. If you listen with your partner, but you're the only one who's left a review, do a little swap accounts, do a little do do a little switcheroo. I would also love to get a review from someone who listens with like their partner, like on road trips, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also know, I know how many people listen to the show and I know how many people have left reviews. And it's just and a I'm tiny tell you fraction. Right now, that is my fault because I have built over the years accidentally an audience full of neurodivergent people. There are a lot of issues with ADHD in these in in who are watching me, who are following, and everybody, all my fellow bitches with ADHD, open up that notes app, open up that to do list. I know you have, and put it on there. Leave a review. I'm looking to see if we have any comments on. We do. Oh, yeah, that new thing. Uh-huh. So on, there's one in here that's good for, uh, but am I wrong that I should should have done? 
they say this is from the episode asking boyfriend if he would sleep with my friends someone said love my bitches eminem and then the little gal that's in the red dress dancing and then someone else said excellent as always very in-depth and sensitive advice Eminem always reply as if the caller were their friend unless they need to be treated like a villain or the woke. But am I wrong reference? So thank you. So kind. And also, when my friends are the villain, they get treated like the fucking villain. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all. We appreciate it so much. Call in, leave voice memos for upcoming episodes. We desperately need them. Like genuinely, everyone, if you don't do it, we're... The show's <laughs> over. Well, show's fucking over. Like, we don't have... Right now, we, like, legitimately have... We're, we're at zero. Like, someone... You, we need at least four people to call <laughs> and, like, give really good ones. So just know that, like, I, we need at least 20 of you to call. Like, mm-hmm. leave voice memos, like, minimum. And then we need more people every week. Like... If not, this show becomes But Am I Wrong? Yeah, this show is... But Am I Wrong is the movie, the TV show yes, thing now. like, this podcast is... Oh, like... We're going to have to change everything. Like, we're yeah. going to be like, we're going to have to start interviewing wellness gur- gurus. We're going to start, we're going to invite, here's so a threat. For it. Here's a fucking threat. If y'all bitches don't fucking call into the podcast, I will get the medical medium on here and we will start spewing that goddamn <laughs> celery juice QAnon pipeline bullshit. Don't make me the start of this villain origin story. Maybe we should call uh, Randy Jackson and see if he's still available. Randy we need to phone a friend we need your help <laughs> unless everybody just doesn't have any problems anymore and they're like and then our what? work here is done we're we done. just like and clean our, our hands work of is it. done and then we you know do some one of our other ideas that we have you know what we're not lacking in though ideas mm-hmm. we're ideas women's i'm gonna we're, we're an ideas kind of girls mm-hmm. okay um well stay tuned uh for the rest of the week for all of the other episodes in the Eminem universe and uh have a good one everybody and don't forget Goodbye. to put those on your to-do list bye don't blame me is a production by me megan rinks and me melissa demonts plus diamond imprint productions post-production sound and editing by coco lorenz Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.